WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Breeding Skills Podcast. Are we live? I'm going to say we are. Okay, Brian, this is the worst part of streaming, is it'll say, hey, you're live, but who knows if you're live. But anyway, anyway, hi, everybody. Welcome to episode of the Cretans Guild podcast. Uh, I am Jay, and with me, as always, is Bob, and we're here to talk to you about uh, some pretty interesting stuff today. Uh, we're going to talk today about, because uh, we don't have Corey, which is uh, still a little weird, but you know we're going to take advantage of that, and we're going to talk about some stuff that we like to talk about. Um, and we are going to talk about sports, uh, specifically sports movies. So we're, we're not, don't, don't worry for all of you that are tuning out immediately. <laughs> I know there's some of you out there. Don't worry. There's going to be actually movie talk and film talk. So, so don't, don't worry too much about that. It's fandom speak. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, as you guys know, we are part of the Podfix network. That is podfixnetwork.com. And you can listen to casts like always never write. Uh, Jill and Gina are Gen Xers who have been dear friends for over 25 years. Uh, are they stealing our shtick? You know, it does sound awfully familiar. It does sound familiar. All right. So they mix it up with their cocktail of the week, which that was uh, Corey's idea. Uh, they provide advice. <laughs> well, we don't do that. <laughs> we're Well, we're more of a, an example of what not to do with your lives. <laughs> they talk about current events and they cuss like sailors. They are stealing our shtick. They are stealing. That <laughs> is our shit. Uh, anyway, no, uh, always never write. Great show. Definitely do listen to it. Wonderful, wonderful show. Uh, a lot of fun, very funny, uh, and of course, uh, since this is show, this is a show about sports. At number twenty nine, at goalie for your Kalamazoo Wings, I am Jay, and of course, at number seventy four from Orlando, playing nose guard is Bob. Yeah. And uh, on the disabled list is number forty two, currently somewhere between Truth and Consequences, New Mexico, and Satan's Kingdom, Massachusetts. Corey, uh, now Bob, I understand we actually uh, we have a a special. Uh, special situation here. Yeah, let, let's bring in uh, the missing one himself, Corey. Hello, what's Hi. going on? <laughs> Where are you? Um, I'm uh, I'm currently in the Cretans Guild green room right now, and I have to say that the refreshments that you're offering here are pretty damn cheap. Um, they taste a little tangy, and my tongue is kind of numb. Um, but um, oh, well, I'm not supposed to be drinking that. Ah, okay, not supposed to, but I'm gonna anyway. Come and get me, COVID. I fucking dare you. Um, I am in the middle of downtown Las Vegas at the much not too talked about El Cortez Hotel, and it's been a it's been an experience thus far. Yes. Well, tell us about it. All right. It's been just like ever since crossing the city borders, just sensory overload from um, <laughs> geez, from the limit sign to my current bed. And um, I, I certainly, uh, I certainly would have a wealth of things to talk about if I knew how to line things up. The neon confuses you with its flashing and its many colors and its kaleidoscopic aura. It's been a hell of a thing. Like the first impression of this city was not good to me because I, my first hotel was at the Luxor on the Strip, and the low, the Luxor, fine place to stay, especially if you're kind of like uh, coming in on easy mode. God damn, is the strip nasty? <laughs> it's the first, the first two things I saw: a walking into the lobby, seeing two dudes hunched over a concrete bench, just ah, uh, Technicolor uh. yawning. A girl standing behind him, cheering them both on, and then three other girls off to the side of the sidewalk, well outside of Gallagher Zone, uh-huh. just fucking going, "You're in Vegas now, bitches." That's right. And I just couldn't sit there, but, you know, do this internally and then make sure they didn't see me. Uh, The second experience, and I think I said something about this on Twitter or elsewhere, was uh, I was in the uh, check-in line and somebody in checkout right next to me scored some coke straight up right in front of the security. (laughs) So (laughs) no shit's given. So that was uh, that was how I knew I was here. Past those experiences, staying in the Luxor was pretty cool. Uh, but I did mostly uh, architectural tours and such because a large part of why I initially wasn't going to be coming here, but uh, thanks to uh, the northern or the Pacific Northwestern part of America burning down constantly, it seemed like an okay idea as an alternative. But the way I was able to justify it was like, well, Vegas has architecture. I'm kind of into that. So why the fuck not? Check out the strip. The strip is like nothing. 
I've ever seen. And I've lived in some arch- architecturally rich cities before. Has either of you two seen the Baron, uh, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen? Yep. Of course. Yes. Okay. There is the part where Baron, uh, the Baron and his uh, compatriots land on the moon, and they're introduced, or they enter the uh, city on the moon first. And you remember what that looked like, basically? Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of like, like flat, two-dimensional uh, images of buildings like sliding past each other, and it was, uh, it was very surreal. And the effect was to get across that the place that they were inhabiting isn't real, and that is precisely what the fucking strip is like. I felt like <laughs> I was in just like. And I've been to like, you know, theme parks, not quite as often as you both have, but often enough. Yeah. And it, 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 the effect was nothing like this. You can constantly see the terminus of the horizon past all of these buildings and all of this like falsehood and garishness and just acrid pageantry slamming your eyes over and over again. Meanwhile, on the ground, people are just like bumping into each other. They're just awash in vice. Every step you take is just another lurch towards somebody humiliating themselves. So got to see all that. Got to see the Excalibur. Got to see the Caesar's Palace was pretty pimp. I caught the water show over there, which is free because, you know, it's on the sidewalk. Sure. Decided to hightail it over to Fremont and check out the uh, Neon Museum, which is up the street, which is how I made the decision to come down here and spend the rest of the trip in this area, which was very, very cool because there's a lot of historical trivia and just minutiae to bite off onto here this is where all of this city was founded seemingly past that um i wanted to i wanted to check out where the supposed real vegas was and i got a good look at that all of these uh, all these vintage casinos and stuff uh run the way they used to be run minus the interference from you know uh, under bosses and capos and shit sure and uh, uh between the nicer conditions the more sociable staff all of the uh historical interest that this area brings i gotta tell you this is probably as far away from real fucking vegas as it gets because people down here yeah there's there's a bit of dizziness and some drunken revelry and stuff especially between the four queens and uh and the fremont hotel that intersection where no cars dare pass but you know what? People are there to like get educated uh, in any one sort of discipline. Meanwhile, people on the strip, they're just too fucking gone to realize where they are. So the real Vegas down there where <laughs> where newer Vegas was built on top of all of those shows and stuff and all of that, uh, all that showbiz royalty and shit, because they have absolutely no control over there. Meanwhile, down here, closer to civilization. And it's ironic how uh, how those roles have kind of uh, kind of reversed to me. Anyway, so I'm sorry. I'm just going to shut the fuck up about this town. <laughs> I know there's a bit more of a trip. We can talk about that next week if you wanna. But what have you guys been up to? What are you doing now? Well, I, I actually had a question because you've been on the road now for what two weeks? Okay, so you've gone from you were in Georgia, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so it started in Georgia, and you've gone gone west, young man, right? So uh, you, uh, would you like a rundown of what I've hit so far, at least major uh, targets of interest? Well, just like what, what states have you been through now? Like you you've, you know the, the route you took. What what states have you gone through? Well, I don't have Wacko here to back me up on these, but um, <laughs> thus far it's been uh, Georgia. Let me see. I think Georgia hopped right into Tennessee. Tennessee. Then I uh, had to skirt Kentucky a little bit. Then we went through Missouri and Kansas, which basically was nothing. There was that doesn't they, those two don't count. Yeah, Missouri <laughs> Missouri is basically like St. Louis, and then nothing, and then Kansas City, and then nothing, and then lots more nothing. Yes, yeah. dude, I'll tell you what though, St. Louis is pretty pimping, and if uh, if uh, Route sixty six takes me back up that way, I think it's close. I might stop there for a night or two just to check things out. Cool, and get some of the queue. Absolutely, you know, I like it. <laughs> so beyond uh beyond kansas there was uh i think we hit colorado finally colorado has uh, led me into utah spent too long there too and then uh vegas on an audible tomorrow hopefully is going to be california and then uh on to route 66 via arizonis so you're making the uh the trip across the desert through baker barstow and Purdue. yep at least until nice. the drugs take hold absolutely <laughs> there was a really cool mural to the uh, to the good doctor of journalism um, over on um, I think Borden Street, uh, right next to uh, the the El Cortez. I got a picture of it for you guys. I'll yeah. try to remember to post it later. But uh, unsurprisingly, I have trouble remembering shit in this town. You know, it's uh, kind of odd. I can't imagine why. <laughs> I was gonna say it might just be the like the the pervasive dust of cocaine in the air that rotting your brain like a sandstorm. 
I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> he grew up in Florida. He's your son. <laughs> yeah, in the mess. It's just allergies. It's just allergies. That's all. That <laughs> so you're you're going you're going to Cali tomorrow. Are you doing any particular city there? I would like to be able to do. I'm going to have to do Los Angeles regardless because that's where the route starts. Um, I would like to hit San Diego because that's the site of the con. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, cultural presence there, and I want to see the Pacific Coast. Sure. Um, next to that. Somebody suggested Temecula, uh, the guy running the craps tables, by the way, at El Cortez. Uh, these guys are fucking great. So they will like chat your ear off about anything regional if you ask them to, because because they've come from everywhere. And that's kind of like a that's a pretty storied life to leave for at least, um, you know, one or two years or so. But yeah, uh, Temecula is like southern wine country, a.k.a. the vines that ain't crispy yet. Sure. Once I get out of there, San Diego, L.A., the plan moves forward unless it doesn't. Fair enough. Fair enough. It sounds like you're having a hell of an adventure. Yes, I'm just awash in debauchery and hopefully no STDs. Although, given the choice between STDs and COVID, I'll take a couple of chiggers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 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 excited that you're on this trip. I, I look forward to to hearing more reports from the road. When uh, just selfishly, are you going to be heading up to Michigan? I don't know. That remains to be seen, isn't it? Fair play. Fair play. Okay. Well, if if you do end up up here, there's always a bed waiting for you. You know that. Um, Fantastic. I I'm straight up. I probably am, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep for like a week straight. That's cool. It's gonna hibernate. I'm just trying to play the role because I couldn't be a surprise guest if you know that I'm showing up. That's a good point. That's a oh, very good, good point. Yeah. Uh, but hey, we are going to actually uh, take over to the main topic now, Corey. If you want to stick around, we're going to be talking about sports movies. If you're interested. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I guess he uh, he ran into a connection problem there. Uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it, the Wi-Fi didn't look that bad in the Cortez Resort. Well, well, maybe the mob finally got him. Who knows? Maybe they finally got to him. All right. So I guess we're on our own. Yeah, I, I guess so. That's so, <laughs> that's so strange. Bob, you know, Corey is such a huge sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about the Raging Bull all the time. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's got Rocky posters all over his house. <laughs> all right, so we are we are you know j- all joking aside, uh, Bob and I wanted to to take the opportunity with Corey not being here to actually talk about something that we love and that's sports, uh, and we want to talk about some of our favorite sports movies. Uh, and what we have done is each of us have picked five of our favorite sports flicks, but one has to be a documentary or a docudrama, uh, and then four fictionals, but they can only use the same sport once each. So basically, uh, the in the example I gave to Bob, if I have a tennis fiction movie in my list i can also have a tennis docudrama but i cannot have four hockey movies and a hockey docudrama that's not how it's going to be can you name a tennis docudrama or document well there's probably documentaries but i can't think of a single docudrama about tennis McEnroe versus Bork. Very good movie. I'll shut up. <laughs> uh, the sport has to be officiated. So Fight Club cannot be in it. And for any of you saying that Fight Club is officiated, no, it's not. Shut up. I was actually trying to find another movie to use as an example. I'm like, uh, I can't think of one. No, Fight Club's perfect. It, it's it's yes, it's it's at its core. It's a movie about beating the shit out of each other and fighting. But that's that's it's not officiated. It's not a sport. Plus, we're not supposed to talk about it. Yeah, we're, we're going with a Carlin method of what is and what is not a sport here. Uh, this is going to be a snake draft of movies allowing. Uh, so first person to pick is going to get the first pick. And then the next person will pick the next two and then so on and so forth until we get to the point where we have all of our movies chosen. Not that hard for just two people. No, not difficult at all. With only if we two mess people. that up, we just eighty three will be the last episode. Yeah, it'll it'll be done at that point, uh, and we'll just we we yeah we'll we'll you'll never hear from us again. Um, but Bob, I am going to uh, I'm going to be uh, a good host, and I'm going to pass it off to you for the first yeah. pick. Okay, one of the movies on my list, I am positive, is also on your list, so I'm just going to hold off on that. Because okay. I have some backups, just in case. Oh, I've got 13 tabs open right now. So if you uh, pick something... I've, I got 11. So, okay. you know, we're, we're in good company here. Excellent. I think for the sport I'm going to pick uh, first is going to be football. Okay. And it will be my docudrama. Oh, okay. So when I when it comes to football, I'm a, I'm a former player myself. So I know the ins and outs and everything. And football sure. is like, means a lot to me. And there's a lot of football movies. I was like, wow, there's a lot. Yes, there are. So 
as I was going through like some of my favorites, and I was just coming up with a huge list, like Necessary Roughness, Ace Ventura, which it's a football movie. Yep. Uh, the Replacements, both versions of The Longest Yard. Yes, the Adam Sam version is good. I'm sorry. It's very good. It was before his decline, so it was. I I I think it's a really good movie. I agree. I also consider Mash a football movie because there's one football scene in it. Okay, but I'll that's allow cheating. It. And I could have picked a movie my mom worked on, The Waterboy, another Adam Sandler movie. I had no idea your mom worked on that. Yeah, they filmed most of that at the Citrus Bowl, and she worked those scenes. That's awesome. Yeah, but the movie I am going to go with is uh, a 2006 historical drama biopic, docudrama, whatever. And that's We Are Marshall. Excellent, excellent, excellent film. I absolutely love this movie. Yes, Matthew McConaughey just hams up every scene he's in, but if you know anything about the college that he was representing, or the coach he was representing in this movie, he actually fit the character pretty well. Uh, it's also got Matthew Fox and Ian McShane in it, and uh, who who was that? Um, Mike Penensky, an actor I never really heard of, but when he showed up on the scene, he portrayed, at the time, West Virginia's head coach... Bobby Bowden. Okay. And his portrayal just floored me. I was like, wow, that's that's spot on. Because I'm a lifelong Florida State fan. Grew up with Bobby Bowden. I know most of his mannerisms and everything. And they pretty much nailed it. So, yeah, We Are Marshall. One of the few movies I actually cried in watching. Okay. Because it, it's that damn good. Okay. All right. I am going to pick for my for my first one. I am, I am not going to pick my docudrama. My docudrama is going to be my last one. Uh, because it is my favorite on the list. But I am going with a movie about my favorite sport, which is ice hockey. And there have not, unlike football, there have not been a lot of ice hockey movies. There's been a few, but not a lot, yeah. Well, three of the main ones star children playing hockey in The Mighty Ducks. Oh, those. And, well, the not Mighty, the ones I first thought of. The, the Mighty Ducks is a fine film. It's a fine series of films, in fact. I will even, I will even grant you that. They did not even break my top 50 of, of sports films. The first one's close. It might actually be in there, but the, the two and three, no. Um, but what my, my personal favorite hockey film, um, and one that I, I know you love cause you and I have watched it together numerous times, uh, is Slapshot. Yes. It's, uh, Paul Newman is the epitome of a leading man. He is my, one of my top three favorite actors ever. Uh, and it is a movie about the Charlestown Chiefs. The city that the Charlestown Chiefs are in is in dire, dire straits. Uh, the mill is closing. Th- yeah, the mill is closing, laying off 10,000 workers, the entire economic structure of the city of Charlestown, which is, of course, going to shut down the local minor league team, the Charlestown Chiefs. The player coach uh, Reggie Dunlop hires the Hanson brothers, who, if you don't know who the Hanson brothers are, seriously, what log have you been under? <laughs> They're the guys that foil up their knuckles, eh? And uh, they they wear the glasses and they get into the fights. Were they Canadian? Yes. Okay. Uh, it, it's the, the movie. The movie is marvelous. Uh, it is. It is not only a great hockey movie. It is just a great movie. It's also a love story. It is a love story. It absolutely is a love story. And you get to see you get to see a butt at the end in a jockstrap. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, you totally do. So there's also some boob at some point. There is, there is definitely some boob. It's, it's a wonderful film. If you have never seen it, please do because uh, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't. But now it's a snake draft, and we're not going to screw this up. So I'm going to make my next pick. Uh, and this is a movie about bowling, actually. Okay. Um, and this is, uh, it, it, and what, you know, the reason I was so quick to say I would allow it uh, for uh, football being an Ace Ventura uh, is because I'm taking the Big Lebowski. Yeah. As my movie about bowling. Uh, the Big Lebowski is my favorite movie flat out ever. Period. Done. Uh, I watch it probably five or six times a year. I can quote it by heart. It is my favorite film ever. Jeff Bridges is my favorite actor ever. I love everything in the movie. I love everything about the movie. And bowling is 100% an officiated and scored game. It is. Especially... Because Walter Subcheck in the film will have you mark at fucking zero if you put a toe over the line. Oh, he knows the rules. He knows the rules. Uh, so, yes, The Big Lebowski, my film about bowling. And, it, you know, I was thinking, you know what, I'm not going to take this. I'll probably take Kingpin because I wanted to not just have the big four sports. I wanted to go a little bit outside of the normal realm. But the more I thought about it, the more I said, you know what, fuck it. It's the spirit of the game. I'm going with The Big Lebowski. Aside from those two, can we name another bowling movie? No. 
I don't, I don't think I can. It's funny. I can name like five to ten golf movies, but I can't name more than two bowling. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I can name. Well, I can name two golf movies off the top of my head. Three. Three. And if you think about that, number's going to keep on. Yeah, going, but, exactly. Yeah. But bowling, I think we stall out at two between Kingpin and uh, and uh, Big Lebowski. So. Yeah. Nice pick. Your next pick. All right, like yourself, I'm going to go off the grain of the four major sports, and okay. I'm kind of cheating with this, but I'm still staying within the parameters. Sure. And hopefully this is going to be acceptable because it's a great movie, and that's 2008's The Wrestler. Uh, 100% allowed uh, because it is uh, one, two, three, tab number six on my oh. list. So. <laughs> 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 Absolutely allowed. You know, the nice thing about this game is that we're making the rules up as we go, so it doesn't matter if it's allowed or not. Fuck it. Yeah, no, it's in. Am I the only one that cares about the fucking rules? <laughs> All right, so why why The Wrestler? Oh, man. This this movie, when I saw it, I knew there are some parallels to uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, mm-hmm. and it, it basically is his biopic. But what I really was compelled in was the dynamic between Mickey Rourke and Marissa Torme's characters. These are uh, two guys or two people who, like, use their body uh, to make a living. And they're both getting way up in age, almost to the point where, hey, you might not want to do this anymore. It, it's It got a real Marissa Torme doing a striptease scene. Hell yeah! I'll see that five times a week. <laughs> But Darren Aronofsky, I, I love his work. The movie was emotional. It, 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 it's as deep as a puddle of water, but it's still really, really good. It's showing how uh, this character is like basically living in his van. He drives from event to event, has like one or two pieces of gear remaining, mm-hmm. ends up having a heart attack at one point, and then he decides, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to keep on going because, you know what, those are my glory days, and that's all I have left to my name. I have a destroyed relationship with my daughter. I can't keep a a relationship with this woman. And he's just abusing his body every way with both drugs and both hardcore matches. And it's, it's kind of sad to watch this guy destroy himself because he's got nothing else left. But I guess that's, that's what makes the movie really appealing. It's just watching this guy struggle to maintain his past glory, which we all kind of do at times. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great pick. That's a an absolutely wonderful movie. Absolutely wonderful movie. Uh, what is your next pick? Let's see. You already picked that one. You already picked that one. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go with my other uh, hockey movie. Okay. And this one is this one you actually uh, got me into. I watched it. And I was like, damn, that's actually a really good movie. And that's 2011's Goon. Goon is fucking wonderful. It's so good. I had good. no idea that movie would be as good as it ended up being. It's it's absolutely fantastic. It's basically a movie about hockey fights. And who doesn't love hockey fights? Come on. Written by Jay Baruchel. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, written by written by him. Yeah, he wrote the whole thing. <laughs> you know, it's it's fucking wonderful and he's great in it too. Um that that's absolutely one of my favorite one of my favorite hockey movies. That was I was fluctuating between that and slap shot on what I was going to pick, but I mean, it's Paul Newman at the end of the day, Paul Newman's going to win every time. So yeah, yeah, I, I love goon. That's a spectacular pick. Plus uh, Eugene Levy's in it, right? Yep. Yeah. I love anything he does. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next pick, uh, not one of the four major sports. Uh, actually, I don't think any, well, I have one more that's a major sport, but my next pick is bring it on. Really? Yeah. The, the cheerleading flare. I love bring it on. I think it's a wonderful movie. Um, I, I really like Peyton Reed as a director. He did Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ant-Man. Um, I think Bring It On is a smart movie. I really, I, I love Kirsten Dunst. I, I absolutely love her. And I think she's great in the film. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of really, for one, there's great stunt work in it because it's all cheerleading and there's great acting in it too, which is kind of silly when you stop and think about it because it's a cheerleading movie. It shouldn't be good, but it's really, it's really excellent. I think that's what, what turned me off when I saw the, the preview for it. It's like, the cheerleading movie. Why should I have any interest whatsoever? So what would you say to somebody like me who's, who thought that way? Uh, it will make you think differently, one, about cheerleading. Um, and there's actually a whole lot of social issues in the, in the movie that they touch on that they didn't portray in the trailers, which is kind of frustrating. Ah. Um, it's, it's a, it's a very forward thinking film for something that was made in 2000. So, you know, it's, it's funny too. Like there's really? some I funny. I was ad- older. No, 2000 was when it came out. Okay. But that would be, 
number three for me. And my number four uh, is something that I love. And it is a golf movie. And it's an Adam Sandler film. It's Happy Gilmore. And on a technicality, it's also a hockey movie because he was a hockey player. But hockey's in it for like a a coffee. It's it's mainly a golf film. Um, It's if you have not seen Happy Gilmore. Please do, because it is hilarious. Shooter McGavin is one of the best villains in film history. You will absolutely adore Adam Sandler as Happy Gilmore because it's it's Sandler at his best over-the-top idiocy uh, while still being ridiculously heartfelt. Yeah. There, there's like, He does everything for his grandma. That's the only reason he he gets into golf in the first place is to save his grandma's house. That's it. That's That's the entire plot of the movie. It's just wonderful. It's just such a fun film. And uh, who was it that played Chubbs? Oh, shit. Uh, Chubbs. Uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. That Carl Weathers. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. The dude from uh, Apollo Creed or the guy from The Mandalorian is is in it as well. So you, you really can't go wrong. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful movie. Oh, and Jaws is in it. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I think that was the last movie he was in, too. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Ball struck my foot. And you can count on me. Finding you in the parking lot. All right. Uh, let's stay off the beaten path since that, you know, that's a good commonality we're going with. And this is one of my favorite movies. Was it a Disney movie? I'm not sure. But it was 1993 Cool Runnings. That is a Disney movie. It is and Disney. It, and it's a wonderful Disney movie. I'm so happy you picked Cool Runnings. Yes. Uh, Dougie Doug is essential 90s rapper. Yep. artist whatever and he's in the movie and uh like all these other guys i'm not sure if they were all jamaica or they all really good actors with their accents but it also has uh john candy in it uh not his last movie but it was towards the end of his career and my god is there anything john candy doesn't do that is just heartwarming basically exactly yeah 100 agreed uh cool runnings is wonderful uh if you don't know it it's i, I could i could I could ping you on the docudrama rule because it's technically about the Jamaican bobsled team at the at the, but it is such a loose interpretation of their story that I I will I will allow it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So you 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 got me on a technicality. Technically, no, I'm not I'm not gonna do it because it's it's not even kind of close to the actual story. It's more like, hey, the Jamaicans had a bobsled team. Let's make a movie about that kind of and throw a lot of Hollywood at it. Yeah, tons of Hollywood. Like, yes, they had a Canadian coach. Yes, they did compete at the 88 Olympics, but that's like it. That's all that was accurate to what happened in the movie. So Yeah, and they didn't have a rivalry with the other nations. Actually, nope. some of the nations helped them out. It's like, oh yeah, here, have some equipment. Yep, exactly. Is that your last pick? Is Cool Runs? No, I got oh, one okay. left. Right. And this one is one of my favorites of all time. It's a baseball movie. Okay. Which I really, I mean, I'm a fan of the Red Sox. I'm not into baseball like some people. Sure. But at the same time, I appreciate respect baseball for what it is. And I love all the movies that uh, reflect around baseball. But this one particular is a comedy from 1989, Major League. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Tom Bergener, Bert, Bert, I almost said Bergeron. Bering, oh God, how do you say his name? (laughs) Beringer. Yeah, Tom Beringer. Beringer, yes. Charlie Sheen, uh, Wesley Snipes is in it. Yep. Uh, The Uh, dude from Moonlight, not Moonlighting, uh, the dude from LA Law, Corbin Burnson. Oh, is he? He's yeah, the, he, he is. Yeah. He's he's the 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 high paid third baseman. Yeah. That that Charlie Sheen sleeps with his wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I love the Wesley Snipes character who he's constantly stealing the bases and he just staples the gloves to his wall and then yep. by the end of the season it's just like littered with gloves. That's that that's a a very sports thing that a it lot is. of people are guilty of doing. Yeah. Like so, I would um. I would take a piece of tape that I would wrap around my wrist, and for every game I played, I would save a piece of that tape. I don't know why. It's disgusting. It's something we do. We can't explain it. I used to save laces from shutouts. Okay. If I got a sh- if I got a shutout, I would take the laces out of my skates and save them. Oh, both laces? Yep. Oh, yep. that's that's cool. That's a good I, idea. I didn't get a lot of shutouts, so it didn't cost me a lot of money, but if I got one, I would take the <laughs> laces out. So. <laughs> you see, you should just end it at that. It's like... Yeah, well. I kept all the laces for my shutouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that's major league is is kind of the if you want a look into. I mean, obviously it's a farcical look, but if you want to look into what locker room life is like for sports, that's pretty close because it's it's a bunch of neurotic fucking weirdos 
yeah. that are that are all hopped up on a weird goal to try and win. And they're all going to go about it any possible way they can. Like, you know, you've got you got wild thing that's that's just gone crazy and has, you know, has to get glasses. You've got Corbin Burnson that is trying to buy his way to the win. You've got what's his name that's worshiping Joe Boo. Uh, and, and <laughs> sacrificing chickens in the locker room. You're like, that's pretty much every sports locker room where it's like, yeah, no, they're they're all weird. Everyone's got strange ass superstitions. And oh, that's right. And Bob Euchre's in it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, he was the commentator for the Indians at the time, I think. Oh, was he? I think so. Yeah. I, I always known him from his national roles, not a, as a particular team. I know some some announcers do that, like uh, the the guy for the Cubs. Yeah, Harry Carey. Harry Harry Carey's grandson. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Used to be an announcer for the Magic, too. I can't remember what his name is. I've, he's dead to me now. <laughs> uh, all right. So my my final one is my docudrama, and uh, it is uh, Miracle. Okay. Based on the 1980 Miracle on Ice U.S. Olympic hockey team uh, winning the gold medal against, uh, not against the Soviets. They beat the Soviets in uh, the semifinals. Everyone forgets that part, that they had another yeah. game to win afterwards. And uh, Miracle heavily influenced me. Uh, I, I actually had a movie uh, called uh, Miracle on Ice on VHS back in the 80s um, that had Steve Gutenberg in it. Uh, and it was a movie about hockey. It was a movie about the Miracle on Ice. And uh, it was something I, I wore out. Like I watched it, was it constantly. About something other than the Miracle on Ice. Well, yeah, <laughs> true. A weird movie. <laughs> uh, but it was it was wonderful. And the uh, the the movie when they re- when they made the 2004 one with Kurt Russell and fucking everybody in it. Like there's yeah. there's so many people in this goddamn movie. Um, I had to see it. Like I saw it. I think I saw it four times in the theaters. Uh, and I cry like a baby every time I watch this movie. Like the because the fact that they got the Al Michaels call, and it's not that difficult. I understand that because it was broadcast on ABC and was put out by Disney, and Disney owns ABC. So it's like, yeah, we got the rights. I don't give a shit. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we got it right here. Yeah, I understand that that's not a big deal to anybody, but to me, that was huge to actually hear the call uh, on the ice and just watching Herb Brooks, you know, and Kurt Russell play Herb Brooks, and knowing what I know about Herb Brooks because being a fan of the game, uh, he was so close to how weird Herb Brooks actually was. Uh, I, I, I love I love Miracle. I think it's a wonderful movie. Is it is it sad that the thing I remember the most about Miracle is not the gameplay against the Russians or how the team interact or anything. It was his hair. It was oh, such his, an 80s haircut. If you have if you ever watch the 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 footage of the oh, of yeah. the it's it's so on. Like that is yeah. like exactly what Herb Brooks hair looked like. Um yeah, no, that's that's definitely memorable. All the hair in that movie is memorable. <laughs> he um, has memorable hair. <laughs> my my actual favorite scene in that film uh, is uh, they're they're at Coach Brooks' house for Christmas, and it's just before the final cuts uh, to make the final to make the Olympic team, and all the guys go outside and play football in the snow, and it's just it's this forty five second scene that that in the grand scheme of things really doesn't mean anything, yeah. and if. A studio exec had probably seen it before it went to press. Before it went to press, it probably would have been cut. But like, it feels like it was tossed in late because the director knew it's like, look, this is important. This is this is the team building moment when these guys become a team. You know, they're yeah. they're just they're just kids playing football at this point, and it's just such a powerful and great scene. It's ah, I, I love that movie so much. It's just wonderful. Yeah, that that's definitely one of my favorite hockey movies of all time. Even yeah. though I joke about it all. Uh, uh, at the same time, but yeah, it's a it's an awesome, powerful movie. Yeah, it is, and, and there's there's plenty to joke about too. Like there's some goofy ass shit in the movie too. Like it's it took place in 1980 and 1979. There's all kinds of just ridiculous fashion to look at and laugh at and point. And I was like, why are you wearing plaid pants and a striped jacket, Herb? Come on, man. <laughs> you going golfing later? Like, <laughs> now that's that's our those are our picks. That's our that's our five each. Just out of curiosity, we, we've yeah. done our five each. Just rattle off some of the names of other movies that made your list. Oh, okay. Uh, let me because I've closed out the tabs. Let me bring up my Slack that I messaged the names to. Well, as you're pulling them up, I'll I'll go over a couple of mine. Um, okay. I also had with you. I had Slapshot and The Big Lebowski. Okay. Um, they were going to be some of my main picks. Uh, I also had, of course, Rocky. Yep. And I don't know why, but I put over the top on the list. The arm wrestling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh fuck it, man! Hey, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's more of a sport I, than Fight Club. Well, <laughs> and, and it's officiated, so yeah. 
another really old movie that I found out later uh, started off as a TV movie, and then they decided, hey, this is really good. Let's actually distribute this to theaters, and that was Brian's song. I don't know that one. It's about Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo and their first season together and how they um, interbonded and became friends. And this was back when uh, players were segregated, like when they would go out on the road, they would stay in separate hotel rooms. But these two players were the first integrated uh, or desegregated uh, teammates. So awesome. that was the first time. And they, they bonded and they defo- they developed a really good friendship. Brian Piccolo ended up dying like a year later from a uh, disease. I can't remember what it is. And then Gail dedicated like the rest of his career to him. And it was it was really it was a really touching movie. I also had a couple other football movies. Um, before I, before you list those, can, we've actually had some some nominations from Corey in the chat. Oh, are you kidding? Oh God! No, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read them off real quick. Uh, and there's there's some there's some solid choices in here. We have The Sandlot. Okay. A League of Their Own. All right. Space Jam. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Molly's Game. I don't know that one. Molly's Game. Rookie of the Year. The Foul King, which is a comedi- a Korean dramedy about lucha libre and basketball. Okay. Yeah, so solid, solid picks, Corey. Excellent stuff. Worldly picks too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, carry on, Bob. Because yeah, once once you're done, I will I will list off mine. Well, just to, to wrap it up, I was thinking of like a couple other uh, football movies. Like I had mentioned both both versions of the Longest Yard. There's also Leatherheads with uh, George Clooney. That mm-hmm. one was a really good movie. And I thought about putting on Rudy, but nope, because fuck Notre Dame. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so I had I had Leatherheads on my list. Uh, because yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. Uh, John Krasinski and George Clooney. It's, it's really good. Uh, I had the cutting edge, which is a figure skating movie. Um, oh, God. the natural, which is Robert Redford about baseball. It, if you have not seen the natural, oh my God, it's so That's good. That's one of those classics. Uh, somehow we both dodged field of dreams. Like, uh, is that of, movie really is, I mean, that's more of a love letter to baseball than it is a baseball movie. Uh, well, it's, I mean, it's about, it, it's as much a movie about baseball as Big Lebowski is about bowling. I mean, you, you shut your whore mouth. Well, I mean, I'll just call it how it is. Uh, Corey says, fuck the cutting edge, but I don't care. I like the cutting edge. Uh, I had goon on my list. I had uh, a league of their own. I also had, um, uh, let's see here for the love of the game, which is a Kevin Costner baseball movie. Uh, Bull Durham, which is a Kevin Costner based off baseball movie. <laughs> I see a pattern here. Uh, field of dreams, which is a Kevin Costner baseball movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I had Goon and Goon 2. Uh, oh, Corey said, no, I mean, I completely forgot about Cutting Edge. Okay, yeah, no, good. Cutting Edge was the titties, he says. <laughs> I also had, uh, here's one that Corey hasn't mentioned and I'm shocked by, uh, Digstown, which is a James Woods movie about boxing. James Woods is a fucking crackpot, but that movie's amazing. Uh, I don't think I've seen this. And I had Shaolin Soccer. Okay. And, oh, and Bend It Like Beckham. So I had two soccer movies on my list as well. Almost as much bowling movies as we can name. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I could, Ladybugs, that's another soccer movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, Corey, Corey brought up another bowling movie uh, in, in the chat, and that was Mystery Men, because the bowler was in it. Why is he chatting so much when he's not, didn't want to participate to begin with? I don't know. It, it's, I... it's fine. He's having fun. Now, are there any super popular sports movies that people adore he says cocaine. That's why. Um, are there any super popular sports movies that you just don't get the adoration for? Field of Dreams is one of them. Okay. Rudy is another one because fuck Notre Dame. Uh, I could say that all day long, and it kind of blinds my <laughs> thought of anything else. I, I'm sh- I'm sure there's more. They're just not coming to me right now. But yeah, th- those are like two or the three of the big ones. Uh, Rudy would be on my list as well. Um, I I don't. Uh, quite as vehemently despise Notre Dame as you do, but um, <laughs> that uh, that might just be because I've let my guard down being so close to it up here. I I don't love a lot of football movies. Football is not my sport, but there there are certain ones like the ones you've named today, where it's like you know, yes, uh, uh, what's fuck the t- the two that you mentioned that were the one that Burt Reynolds. Oh, Longest Yard. Longest Yard. Jesus Christ, I could not forget it. Uh, I could not remember it. I, I I love Longest Yard. I I really really love Leatherheads. Uh, we Are Marshall is magnificent. Uh, but like people will go nuts for any given Sunday, and I'm like, oh, that was an average. Yeah, that was an average movie at best. I don't like the replacements. I don't like North Dallas Forty, and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. Like I, I don't know, not my thing. 
Yeah, any given Sunday was a okay movie with a good speech. After that, it's like, yeah, eh, all right. Oh, there's yeah. some football in it. Uh, you know, what? almost uh, uh, Blue Chips almost made my list. Oh God, I forgot about that. I, c- I fucking loved Blue Chips, and it's so bad. Like, it is a terrible goddamn movie. That's just about a Bobby Knight biopic, right there. Basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there was uh, Friday Night Lights. I liked Friday Night Lights, the original. Uh, movie so i still need to see that it's pretty good it's pretty good uh and cory asked has anyone seen fighting with your fighting with my family yet not yet uh, neither have it's i on hulu uh, it is on hulu it's also on amazon prime i have not watched it yet though i want to um because it th- i think it looks pretty good but we'll see it, it, it's one of those movies i've been doing a lot of rearranging in my office so i've been turning on a lot of stuff that i could use as background noise and sure. that's one of those movies i actually want to sit down and watch i'm like okay i'm taking this in all right sure great movie okay yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, that's that's not a uh, just have it on for for noise. You want to actually pay attention and see how it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to do it for for sports movies, though. But Bob, I, I understand that you went through uh, you went to something unique. I mean, it is twenty twenty, and the world is a dumpster fire. And um, despite the fact that you are significantly braver than I am, and you're actually going to theme parks, you uh, made the smart decision to go to a drive through haunted experience called the Horror Road. Yeah. Yes. This was uh, something that kind of dropped in my lap, and I uh, contacted a another uh, vlogger friend of mine, Chris, from Ear to Ear Magic. And I said, hey, I got this extra ticket. You want to go? It might be a disaster. It might be fun. We don't know. I was like, all right, sure, let's check it out, because there's only two houses at Universal, which are actually really well done, and I highly recommend, because they are very safe. I really I really liked your your vlog about those. Um, I, oh, cool. I, wish, I wish I was there so I could actually go see the Bride of Frankenstein house, because that sounded... You, you, I could see how excited you were about it when you first, you're like, guys, that was amazing. I was like, okay, yeah, no, he actually really dug that. That's- yeah, and I don't know if it was so much because it was fresh in my mind and it's all we have. So just the bombardment of uh, emotion just coming into me, I was like, this is really good. So I'm going to like take a step back, think about it. Was it really that good? And the answer, yeah, it was. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. It was, Corey would absolutely freaking love it. And I wish I could have taken video inside because if you could see some of the steps that they're taking to keep people safe, you'd be like, okay, yeah, I could, I could do that. That looks good. But this thing, the Haunted Road, it is what it sounds like. It's a drive through haunted experience. <laughs> Basically, they give you a list. I think there's 10 <laughs> different scenes. Oh, God. What, what is he saying? Corey asks if they were Franken boobies. Uh, they're, well, I, ooh, I, I need to get to that. Uh, if he's asking about the horror night house, then no. I th- I think that's just kind of a universal question, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any scenes where I felt like doling out singles to uh, ladies in cages? Yeah, I felt like it. Never did it though. But all right, so this drive-through experience, uh, it's there's not much to talk about. It, it was pretty simple. The same time Chris and I were in the car, we're going. You know what? This is really fucking stupid. I am so happy to be here right now. Okay. <laughs> if you've ever been in those kind of situations where it just, this is the dumbest shit. It looks, they would have like five cars park and watch this scene and you would turn your radio so you could hear the audio, uh, the pre-recorded audio and music of what they're performing to. And eh, for what it was, it was pretty cool. It was like uh, a twisted tale of... Uh, nursery rhymes like Hansel and Gretel and Rapunzel and all that. Big Bad Wolf shows up. And then I think the mo- the coolest thing was they did one scene where this uh, tortured character was turned into a scarecrow. So they had him pinned up against this board and dressed like a scarecrow. And they had this uh, laser beam shooting across a layer of fog. So it all imitated like swamp water. And it was really, really cool because as you're sitting in your car looking out the window... You can't see if someone's going to just pop right up because of the smoke and the laser effect. It was, I, we, we joked that, oh, this must be the high budget scene right here <laughs> because everything else was pretty damn cheap. And as they're doing this, the scarecrow's talking and um, as you're going through each scene, Rapunzel is there with you and she's trying to solve this mystery of who killed her lover and everything when she just, she saw him drop out of the tower. I don't know what the mystery is, but... <laughs> As they're talking, uh, these characters dressed as crows are going up to your car, and they go, (laughs) If you're watching this direction, you hear caw coming right behind your head. They they throw you off a little bit. 
And there was probably like six, seven, eight of them running around back and forth, just going crazy with little black and darker flashlights, because that's really scary, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> just yelling out, Ka. And we were just joking about it the whole time. It's like, Okay, the, the the whole crow thing is crazy. As we're getting through all the scenes, we get to the finale, and the bad guy's there, and he says, I'll feed him to the crows! And we're both like, oh god, no, don't bring out the crows again! Because <laughs> they're bringing out all these monsters and characters from previous scenes. And it's like, where are the crows? Where, where are they? We're looking for them. <laughs> they better not jump out, because we've had enough. But overall, it was it was a lot of fun, for what it was. And, you know, a drive through haunted show... That it's such a 2020 thing. I can't explain how much. Uh, there's another one in town. I might do that one a little bit later. It's down in Kissimmee, but this one was over by UCF. I I really enjoyed it. That's awesome, man. That it sounds like fun. Like, like good. It's like when we went to uh, Corey uh, and Corey and I went to Casadega one year for for their their haunted walkthrough, and it was it was the most ridiculous, awful shit I've ever seen. There, there was one particular guy, it, it, but it was it was magical, you know, because it was stupid. Yeah. But it's like this is fucking great. Like, but there was one guy uh, who is dressed as the devil, and we're we're walking through. We're like, okay, because right before that, there was a dude with a chainsaw, which legit made us jump. So <laughs> we come around the corner, and there's this guy like dressed like dollar store devil, right, with the plastic horns and everything. Sure. And he goes, "I am the great Phaeton," <laughs> and and we both just. Are standing there looking at him. We're like, what? <laughs> a Rob Zombie video is missing a character. Yeah, like, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. Uh, and yeah, so that was our one time we went to Casadega was to see the Great Phaeton uh, <laughs> on his magical throne of life. You know, it's like, I <laughs> right, dude, we're so scared, and and I'm I'm shocked Corey has not commented on the great satan he doesn't remember him apparently. he's probably laughing his ass off right that, now. that could be too that could be too i i you know i i i don't typically do these on on episodes but if you guys are you know if you guys are watching this live stream on youtube uh or yeah bob got it he's laughing his ass off uh or or are watching this on a rebroadcast you know comment down below let us know on any local uh, haunt the stuff you guys have going on because you know we've all got all kinds of fun stuff going on right now with the holidays coming up and you know 2020 being fuck 2020 like that's that's what we got we got 2020 is fucking 2020 so if you guys are doing anything to celebrate holidays in a unique way that is safe uh let us know down below yeah also if you haven't already go vote this is my yeah. ballot it's yes. going in the mail today do go vote uh cory said he wants to come back real quick oh. so so if we can invite him back. Oh, I don't know. Should we dare? I think we need to let the great Phaeton back or he's going to have our thulls. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome him in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about him. <laughs> oh, my God. That shit was crazy. Uh, the, the, the other thing that I remembered from that, uh, that visit was... Uh, <laughs> There was like a lot of like dead time between uh, between hot spots on that walk, and I remember the guy. Uh, I think the guy on like the uh, it was either like a golf cart or something. He asked like uh, one of the attendants uh, what he was doing here, and uh, it, it turned into like a discussion for uh, what he's going to school for. And I remember the kid going guitar like that. Just <laughs> 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 I wanted to tell you uh, tell you about uh, uh, a, like a and corker of a halloween celebration i'm pretty sure that um uh, i've told you about uh, manitou springs i forgot I, I can't believe i forgot about this during the initial segment but it was a uh, kind of like a suburb or uh, a township adjacent to denver that was where if you uh, follow my instagram follow my instagram by the way huchador i posted the pinball gallery there you remember that uh -huh. okay they do halloween there right and they do it halloween proper fucking bonkers because you know what manitou springs does every year a coffin race explain they will build basically soap soapbox derby cars like boy scout style out of coffins and they race them downhill that's wonderful apparently the uh, very first coffin race was impromptu due to a catastrophic flood that had assailed the town sometime in the beginning of the 20th century uh, therefore, uh, up, uh, upending or at least eroding the topsoil from the local cemetery. One of the coffins boop, popped out, belonging to one Emma Crawford, 
And as a result, because that town has altitude, uh, coursed its way down through the main street, down through downtown, and on its way out towards Denver. So that's the Ember Crawford Festival. How fucking beautiful is that? So you could have surfed a coffin down. Oh, man. I don't think, I don't know if they're manned yet, because that could be like a, I mean, that could be some kind of a hazard. Of course, there is cushioning on the inside of the damn thing. So who knows? Um, but yeah, I, they, they're not having it this year for, you know, guess why. But um, if uh, if I had stayed there for a little bit longer, and by the way, uh, if you ever do make your way out to Colorado, that would be the place to hit. Nobody ever talks about this joint, but it was so fucking cool. Anyway, uh, I, they would have held the races while I was there. And I could have seen the whole thing for myself, but unfortunately, uh, well... Luck wasn't on my side this time. I, I don't understand how you didn't just stay. Yeah, I've actually got quite a few business cards of local rents and uh, landlords over there. So who the hell knows? <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to like about that town. I mean, I, I, I showed you the fucking Christmas shop that they have there. That thing's open year round. And it's right across the street from a comic book store. I mean. Yeah. 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 Well, Corey's out. I'll see you guys later. Bye, Corey. You mean it this time? <laughs> uh yeah so that was um I, I i have been talking to Corey about that stuff and uh yeah manitow springs sounds amazing absolutely amazing uh but guys that is going to do it for this episode this is a fun one bob this is this yeah, is a good it. time this was your idea actually yeah, well, it was still fun. This this is a good yeah. episode. This is a lot, lots of energy in this one. This is good. Uh, we do have a Patreon page, uh, so you can search for uh, Cretans Guild on Patreon. And sometimes Bob will put up early or exclusive content on there, which is pretty awesome. Uh, if you go to tpublic.com and search Cretans Guild as one word, you will find all of our amazing shirts. And Bob, you just put up a new one this week about uh, having to wear a mask at the parks, right? Yeah, I'm making fun of the... Um some of the signs that they've been putting up at some of the parks. I did one for universal and Disney just put one up saying, uh, put on your mask the right way or you'll be asked to leave. And I was like, sure, I'll make that. I'll make that sure <laughs> for us. Uh, they actually just posted, uh, they, they changed some text on their website today uh, that basically said, if you're not willing to wear a mask, reschedule your vacation, which yeah. is like, God damn. All right. Way to go. Disney. Good. Do yeah, it. They're, they're not playing around. And some people are drawing attention to themselves by getting into the park taking their mask off and then screaming, I shouldn't be wearing a mask. It's like, dude, j- just fucking leave. Go away. Ugh, God, wear a mask, people, please wear a mask. If you are on the social medias, please be do fuck that shit. If you are on the social <laughs> media, please do follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and doobie doobie do. Uh, and you can also come onto our Discord server and be be able to chat with us there. And please do come on the Discord server because it's basically just Bob, me, Corey, and Adam talking to each other. Every once in a while, Goobs is there, and once in a great while, Crumb will pop in, but no, that doesn't really happen. Uh, it's a good way if you want to converse with us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and we've all got it on our devices, so yeah, we're, we're always there, so please do pop in. Uh, you can follow uh, Bob on YouTube on his other channel. It's Skipper Bob's Breakdowns. You can follow me on YouTube on my gaming channel. That's Square Pegs. Uh, and so, as I said, guys, we are part of the Podfix Network. Uh, so to all of our new and our, all of our followers, God, fucking duck. For all of our followers, new and old, we say, welcome to the guild. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.